top line dominance was really all the Wild needed tonight against Chicago. We break down all the action on tonight's Locked On Wild postcast. You are Locked On Wild postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome to tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Minnesota Wild win by a score of 4-1 to one over the Chicago Blackhawks. They improved to 17-11-2 on the season. For the Wild, they've now won four straight. They've won 10 of 13, and uh, they continue to really put some nice distance between themselves and that rocky start to the season. Chicago complete other end of the spectrum and uh, I want to get the numbers just so that I can make sure that I appropriately mention the negative heater that uh, the Blackhawks are currently on. Chicago has one win since November 14th. They are 1-13-1 and in their last 15 games. They have lost 20 of 23 14 of 15, and I think that was pretty evident in what we saw in tonight's game. Kind of a sloppy one, a lot of penalties for the Minnesota Wild here this evening, and it felt like Chicago was giving it everything that they had, everything they possibly could, and I didn't have even a single point in this game where I felt like things were teetering on the brink. It just it it shows the level of talent gap between where Chicago's at and where other teams are at. It wasn't the Wild's best game of the season by any stretch. Dean Evison hit it right on the head in one of the intermission interviews, and we see this from time to time from the Wild where they try to they try to get too cute, passes too far up the ice, too much passing around the offensive zone. Uh, not really focusing simply on going to the net and shooting the puck. And so you have all of those elements, and Chicago is just, guys, they're not good. Chicago is not, I'm not breaking any news there. They just are not a good hockey team. And so you can have all these things happen and it still wasn't even close to enough for uh, Chicago. I mean, five power play opportunities, Chicago did score on the one, but that one was, you know, right after, that was one of those momentum swingers right after a particularly bad penalty by Jonas Brodeen, and Chicago scores almost immediately. Beyond that, Fleury made some good saves, but he wasn't really... He wasn't really challenged all that much. Peter Mrazek was the story in this one tonight. He didn't face a ton of shots, but it felt like he faced a ton of really good looks and was able to simply keep Chicago in this game way longer than they deserved to be. Um, it, any other goalie, any other goalie on Chicago's roster, that's like a 7-1 to one game. There were real good saves by Peter Morozik. And I don't know why this keeps happening, but it seems like every time the Wild go against a goalie, they get like the A-plus level of effort. And that might be some carryover from last year. That might be 
the Kirill Kaprizov effect. Could be a number of different things, but it just it seems like every night, I mean, the two games against Edmonton, Stuart Skinner, you're getting his absolute like best that he can provide. And, you know, Peter Morozik, Jack Bushman, host of Locked on Blackhawks, tweeted after the game, he said that was probably Morozik's best start of the season. Why does it happen against the Wild all the time? That's that's all I'm asking. This was one of those games where you just let your top line do their thing, and there was no answer for Chicago in this one. I mean, you get the first hat trick for Matt Zuccarello since 2015. Kirill Kaprizov with a very quiet three-point night. Sam Steele had to assist himself. Nine points for that top unit, and... That's that's really all the Wild needed in this one. So some positives to take out of this um, out of this game is that that top line just continues to just churn points and uh, and be a very productive unit, which is going to make what happens when Ryan Hartman, who is expected to return on Sunday. When he returns to the lineup, it's going to make it a fascinating decision as to what the Wilds do uh, with Hartman's spot in the lineup. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, later here in the postcast, but you just you didn't need much out of the top line guys just taking control and and winning this game for you. And so it underscores and and Ron in the uh, in the comments on YouTube is is absolutely right. I just I cannot imagine being a fan of some of those teams that just they're giving you everything that they have and it's it's a surprise that Chicago even got one goal on the board. So it just underscores the problems that Chicago as a franchise is having right now. But we hit on it this week. This is the part of the schedule for the Minnesota Wild that they just need to they need to get these wins. They didn't have to do a ton, but in tonight's game, they did what they needed to do to come away with the win. And so coming away with the win, no injuries, and really not being challenged, I, I mean, I'll say it again. There was no point in this game in which I kind of looked at the clock and said, oh boy, this could get dicey. Chicago got the one goal, but then the Wilds get an empty netter. And I mean, it's, it, it, that's, I don't want to try to like oversell it, but <laughs> that's just about one of the easiest wins you'll pick up in, on the season um, against that caliber of opponent. So happy that the Wild got it. Happy nobody got hurt. Top line dominated. Penalty kill saved for kind of that right off the rush, fluky goal by Chicago. Penalty kill looked good. Power play looked good. The Wild had some good shorthanded looks again. Peter Morozik made sure that they didn't uh, lead to goals. But just all in all, like a lot of boxes checked while also still leaving a lot on the table as to Wanting to see some more consistency in terms of quality of shots. And I find it funny, too, that as soon as Dean Evison mentioned that during the intermission interview, that the team needed to f- do a better job of getting um, right in front of the net and getting some of those greasy goals. Who else but Kirill gets the greasiest? 
and uh, that leads to the three nothing lead at that point. So, yeah, there's really not a whole lot to look into this game, uh, save for the fact that there were no injuries and that the players you'd expect to dominate did. And now we uh, set our sights on Ottawa. We've got a lot to discuss for Ottawa's game. We'll talk about Ryan Hartman's return. We'll talk about the potential for a goalie face-off. And uh, both goalies in said face-off were on the opposite ends last season. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Ottawa. We'll talk about more to come here in our Locked on Wild postcast after this. Today's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one minute to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Continuing tonight's Locked on Wild postcast, the Minnesota Wild win 4-1 to over Chicago, 17-11-2 and now on the season. And coming up next for the Wild is a couple of familiar faces, that being the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa's had a very up-and-down season so far, um, and uh, they had a ton of expectations coming into the year as to uh, they had a bunch of acquisitions. They got Cam Talbot from the Minnesota Wild in that trade that sent Philip Gustafson the other way. And um, so it, it was a season in which they expected they were going to be able to do a lot and make some noise. But they sit 13-14-2 on the season. And so to say that they have underperformed is an understatement. Uh, it has not been a particularly smooth ride for the Senators so far this year. Now, the biggest storyline here, besides Ryan Hartman's anticipated return to the lineup, is, of course, Cam Talbot versus Philip Gustafson. Talbot so far this season... 7-7, seven and seven. he has a goals against average of 251 and save percentage of 917. He has a shutout as well. He is 5-2 and two on the road with a 2.16 goals against average and a 928 save percentage. It is very possible with a back-to-back coming up for the Wild on Wednesday and Thursday. It is very possible that we see Philip Gustafson against his former team and Cam Talbot against his former team. And so, going to be real interesting to see how that plays out. Flurry had uh, a little bit more of a jump to him, it seemed like, tonight. Playing Chicago, wanted the shutout, didn't end up getting it, but still had a really good performance. And so, don't be surprised 
if they do go with Gustafson on Sunday, don't be surprised if you see a little bit of a pep in Gustafson's step trying to show his former team, hey, I'm doing all right in my uh, my new spot. Uh, and that should be just a fun game on Sunday. Senators have battled the Wild tough over the last few years, so it uh, should be a fun one on Sunday. And uh, it, it sounds like Ryan Hartman will return. That is the expectation. Obviously, they're going to check probably work him out before the game to make sure that uh, that he is all systems go. But uh, as Ron alludes to in the comments, Dean Evason saying in the postgame that with Hartman coming back, it'd be silly to break up the current makeup of the top line. Give Ryan Hartman a chance to reacclimate and um, don't put him in a situation to fail right off the bat. So... That leads you to really one spot in the lineup where there's a player that uh, could potentially come out of the lineup. And again, not necessarily that I agree with it. Nothing that Sammy Walker did to prompt being taken out of the lineup, but I think he's going to be the one that, uh, that ends up coming out. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to go down right away because you still have Brandon Duhame on injured reserve. And so you keep Sammy Walker with the team right now, but I think 100% he'll be the one that uh, is out of the lineup come Sunday with uh, Ryan Hartman set to return. And you can put, I think you put Hartman on that in that spot, see if it works. I know the big thing that was missing in that line was speed, but... Hartman has enough offensive capabilities himself to where I think that will be okay for him being a wing complement on that line. Unless you move Freddie Goudreau to wing and you have Hartman center it. I, I think I think Hartman has enough offensive capability to his game to where he can be part of that line without necessarily providing the speed. Um, that'll be the one difference in what Sammy Walker has brought compared to what Hartman brings. So that's probably what we'll see. We'll talk more about that on Sunday for our pregame edition of Locked on Wild. But it's going to be very interesting to see where he's at. He obviously, Hartman, that is, was a huge secondary scorer for this team. So if he's even close to that level of production, uh, that's a huge boost for this team that has started to see some of the secondary scoring come back in a big way here over the uh, the last handful of games. So we'll see what happens. It should be a fun game on Sunday, to say the least, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, bringing coverage to you both pre- and post-game once again here on Sunday. That will do it for tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. And uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in each and every time we do these. Make sure you stay up to date with all things Minnesota Wild related by following Locked on Wild on YouTube. Also, subscribing on your favorite podcast platforms. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday. We have pregame episodes. We have postgame episodes. We have every angle covered for Minnesota Wild hockey, so make sure you don't miss out. And uh, we will continue to do this all throughout the rest of the season. All part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.